Real News. Honest and fun political talk weekly on the line 90.7 FM. The top story of the week was that Julian Assange was charged. The United States courts charge, or I'll just say United States government, I should be more vague. The United States government charged Julian Assange with 18 counts. They said he violated the Espionage Act by publishing several secret documents containing names and of, you know, some confidential military and diplomatic sources. And they're saying that he has damaged national security as such for his actions. I guess this is kind of expected. And he didn't get hit with some charges that some thought he'd get with. So maybe not so bad, but it'll play out in the legal system. And we'll see if he actually gets jail time for it. Uh, I don't know entirely what I feel about this because I think this is just the legal system playing out how it has to. I don't see what else can be done because people are like, oh, Trump should pardon him, but that would be political suicide, I think, to pardon Julian Assange right now in the wake of an election season. What are your thoughts, Dictator Phil? I think I think Trump has actually done a really good job letting stuff play out. Yeah. Like, like you talked about the investigations and a lot of the political hoo-ha. It's very... Um, yeah, it would be very unlike Trump for the most part to like, to step in to like charges, like, especially from a political sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I I think, I think it would just look bad if he just meddled in this. I mean, it's like, he's our, like, and of course, like I really don't care about the mainstream media, but <laughs> but like they 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 give him crap every time he tweets something. Like, yeah, yeah. And so, like every time he does something, it's like, well, it's like even worse. I, I it's I don't I don't know. There, the mainstream media is all over the place. Like whenever he actually does something, at first it's like. It's like, well, this is this might actually be a good thing. Like you'll like you, you remember when uh when they said that Trump like there was no collusion with Trump and like in the first hour of of the mainstream media, like with MSNBC and you know, CNN, they they were like, Oh, well this is a this is a win for Trump. This is a win like and then and then after that hour it was like Oh, there's still collusion. Uh, we're gonna get them. Yeah, it's like I, I I don't know. I I don't know how to take it, but like like how the main I I think the mainstream media is always gonna react the way it's going to react. Right. But but I I, I don't know. I I like I like how like I think he should probably not interfere with anything. Mm. I, I, this is kind of a hairy. This is kind of a hairy um situation too like well what like like the charges like what can they really charge him on since he's not like an american yeah i don't know because i don't know if the espionage act which is basically you know treason can really apply to him yeah i i i don't know i and i wonder if it's if is this for show like i i there's just certain things that confuse me in the sense of what the, I mean, I, 
I assume that the U.S. is going to try to do something, but like, I don't, I don't know because, you know, it's like, can they get him? Like, what? Because I've never, I, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't yeah. know because it's like because he's not an American citizen, it's like, well, what rights are is he afforded, mm. and what punishments can they possibly give him? And like, right. I don't know if they charge him. What do they send him to Guantanamo or something? <laughs> like what? Like I, I don't. I, I'm not really. I'm not knowledgeable on the situation. Surprise, surprise. But, um, I don't know. It's just the whole thing is very. It looks very complex from, you know, the eyesight perspective. Right. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Where, even if I think what he did is morally wrong, um, in the right. What he did is legally wrong, but I don't know if that legality applies to him. There's a lot I don't know because I don't understand the law, and nobody in the media gives you a straight answer, actually does her homework, to tell you if this guy can actually be um, thrown in jail because of this stuff, in U.S. jail. Like I really don't know. But another yeah, thing... It's like and it's like, and and you get all these, and the mainstream media really doesn't do a very good job of, you know, explaining it either. Like it's like, oh, we have we have analysts here to talk about it, and then you're you're expecting these analysts to kind of explain the situation, right. and all it is is like opinionated jargon. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. Geez change the channel <laughs> yeah that's the problem is none of these news networks do their job of actually explaining the implications of this what could happen they always talk about their opinion and when they talk about what could happen they always talk about it in terms of mind reading what i mean by that is the mainstream media for example with trump they just did a story about uh where uh, i think I think Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer says I could be wrong, but he was in a meeting with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, and all the reporting was Trump was enraged. He was mad. He was being a crybaby. He was, you know, throwing a tantrum. They don't know that. They're mind reading when they say that, when they're trying to read his thoughts and thinking he was angry. And I saw like a supercut of all these things about Michael Avenatti in the mainstream media hyping this guy up. It was like Michael Avenatti, Michael Avenatti. Oh, Trump's in Michael Avenatti, or Michael Avenatti's in Trump's head. He's uh, making Trump angry as it gets. He's the only one that really harms Trump or gets under his skin, and that makes him angry. It's like you don't know that Michael Avenatti's so irrelevant now. It isn't even funny. He's, uh, you know, now in trouble no, I- with Nike. So it's like that's all the mainstream media does is try to guess what Trump's feelings are about things. I don't believe I, I I really honestly don't believe anybody when they say, Oh, he's getting under Trump's skin, he's mm. doing this. I'm like I, I everything everything we view from you know, from a news perspective or political perspective is exactly what people want us to see. It's not right. I don't it's like they have there's so many from by the time trump communicates with the media there's so many there's so many channels that have to be channeled through before it even gets there mm-hmm. you know like 
there's there's even even him tweeting it, it gets screened you know you have you have a you have you have white he has like he has somebody that like screens his tweets and stuff like and, and you know you got secret service and you know you know like everything is uh, it's i don't want to say calculated but it's like loosely calculated mm-hmm. uh, uh, like because you're i mean you're, you're you're looking to garner a response and then this honestly it's the same way with the news too they're looking they're not looking to provide you information per se they're looking right for for a response they're looking for viewership and they're trying to rate cash in those advertising dollars and it and, and it's like it's like you know the it's like the krasensteins and social media all it is is clickbait all it is oh yeah like oh notice me well speaking of nancy pelosi trump tweeted out a video of nancy pelosi like stumbling over her words and mumbling and getting a little weird and some people were calling her drunk nancy or crazy nancy as trump coined her crazy nancy and a lot of like you know i get you could call it clickbait to go off what you're saying was people were claiming that the video was doctored there were multiple news outlets including nbc had claimed that the video that trump tweeted out was doctored they did the same thing with the jim acosta video that trump tweeted out with jim acosta was pointing the microphone um, away from the White House, say that was trying to take it from him because his time was up. They said, "Oh, the video's doctored." They sped it up to make it look like that Jim Acosta is being more aggressive. If you look at the original video and the one Trump or Sarah Sanders tweet, it was not doctored at all. That video was not doctored. You look at this video again of Nancy Pelosi, Trump tweet out. The video is not doctored in any way. I watched the video. I believe what I saw. But I saw, then saw these reports of those doctors. I thought, oh, maybe it is. But I look at a side-by-side comparison of the original video and the one Trump tweeted out. They're exactly the same. The frame rate is slightly off, but that's probably because of the way, uh, you know, whoever Trump got from uh, got it. It's probably how it was uploaded. It's just a little minor thing. Like, it's barely noticeable. It's not part of doctoring. It's probably part of video processing because when you export videos, it doesn't always come out exactly the same way. That's why you have color changes or little speed changes. Very minor stuff. But they were all claiming it was doctored, and people are accepting this as if it's truth. Yeah, it's it's just one big sales job. It was pretty it was pretty aggressive. Like that Jim Acosta thing. That was it it was aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like she like the 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 woman that was trying to grab the mic, she was trying to, you know, hey, she let him know, hey, your time is up. And he freaking wrestled him. Wrestled <laughs> tried to wrestle the mic back. Like yeah. Yeah, it's, I know. It's, it's 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 all it is is just political. It, it's just politically biased. It's a politically biased sales pitch. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, it really is super biased, and it's just so annoying. Um, like I can just pull it up right now. All this crap that you see, uh, CNN. Why it took Facebook so long to act against the doctored Pelosi video? New York Times, the story of videos and Nancy Pelosi spread on Facebook and Twitter, helped by Trump. I, it's just amazing how much we see of this, and they always get away with it. It's, always do. It's, it's rough. I like okay, so, um, 
I, I do. Part of me does have a little bit of, I, I, I know that social media companies get like, you know, get a lot of flack for, you know, set, uh, like censoring conservatives. I, I don't know if, I don't know if it's completely that as much like social media companies have a really rough time trying to go through you're talking about like hundreds of millions of posts a day mm-hmm. like especially like with tweets apparently it's it's like it's like hundreds hundreds of millions of tweets a day yeah like you can't like you don't act, like you're not going to be able to go through all of that with like you know individualistic quality like there's it's there's going to be algorithms and they're probably going to be flawed and you know take it however you want to mm. um i i just I, I i don't know and it's they're like oh well what what took facebook so long like facebook is there's a lot of content on facebook that they have to go through oh yeah like, yeah, I mean, it's not, and it's not even just posts. It's you know, you know, the advertising, the 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 video content, all the sponsors, all the like. It's like, it's like these people really, they either don't get it or they're really selling. They're selling their fan base or viewer base or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them. Well, I found some other headlines. Did you say? Well, go ahead. I'll just say I found some other headlines. Uh, Reuters: Trump retweets Dr. Leo Pelosi uh, to portray her as having lost it. Very biased headline. And I saw Hillary Clinton is responding too, saying, "Quote: It's sexist trash." Unquote. Hillary Clinton slams Trump after he tweets Edit Pelosi video. And then now all these people are also blaming Facebook. I mean, what is Facebook supposed to take down every doctored thing ever? I don't think that's the responsibility. And where do you draw the line? If you make like a parody of somebody or if you make a cut, super cut to make something look funny, for instance, they would take clips of Trump and they would cut it up so much that he would say sing a song. You know, they would heavily edit so that they cut syllables out to make a, you know, let's say they cut out parts of him saying China or him saying huge. And it would, you know, it would make another word by the way they cut it up. Should we remove that? You know, where do you draw the line? How do you know the difference? And why should Facebook have the responsibility to deal with that sort of stuff? I mean, you know, when they ban people for having different opinions or they tried to silence uh, conservative voices like Milo Yiannopoulos, Alex Jones... Tommy Robinson, Paul Joseph Watson. Where is the left freaking out about that? But they freak out when Facebook won't take down this supposed video, doctored video of Nancy Pelosi is going viral. Why is it their responsibility to deal with that? Is it? I don't. I don't think so. In some so, cases. So, so I'm gonna say the f- first thing I'm gonna say, and, and I might, I might get some crap for saying this, but <laughs> whatever. Tweet us uh, at hashtag real like news. That, like, like that, like that's ever stopped me before. <laughs> anyway, um, no one criticism of women does not constitute sexism. Always, I agree. Like there's, there's, yeah, there's, there's, there's certain lines you're not supposed to cross. I mm-hmm, got it, mm-hmm. right? You know, but but just criticizing someone or even making fun of someone. 
does not constitute sexism or racism or whatever. Yeah. Like if you if there are certain words that are said or a certain behavior that is given that leads to a you know a sexist tone or a racist tone that's one thing but just general if i make fun of somebody and and they just so happen to be a woman or they just so happen to be another race or something that doesn't constitute sexism or racism right there's there's just you you have to like there has to be you have to like from an from an like these people are really trying to hang on to the this narrative and they're trying to grab onto everything that they can these all this is is social political hail marys like they're trying to grab whatever they can to try to garner whatever effect they think they can get but i mean most people see through it like most people really see through it it's like oh geez this is some some more Mm -hmm. um what's the word that they call it um Spin, virtue signaling. Oh, virtue signaling. Yeah, Yeah. lots of virtue signaling going on. Oh yeah, like, and 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 no, it's it's well, and of course, so and and another thing, the so the the problem. There's a couple of the what with with the social media companies trying to handle all of these issues. It's like well it's a complex issue because it's like, well, why don't they do something? But the real question is, well, what exactly are, they are, the, communi- are the community guidelines? Mm-hmm. What are the rules? Mm-hmm. And what's, you know, is there an even playing field? Like, that's the real question. Like, cause it's like, it's not, I, I, I mean, you, you could, you could say, "Oh, why? Why should they? Why? Why did that? Why did it take them this long?" Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't. I don't. Well, one, we already know why it takes long. Oh it's, yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge social media site. Um, but it's like, well, skate uh, trying to thread what's appropriate and what isn't, and what like what falls under community guidelines, whatever the heck that is. And what is it? It's, it's, it's complex. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know. See, see, this is the thing. Like when, when they tell you, Oh, when, when they tell you about the community guidelines or the community rules or whatever, whatever it is, they speak in very broad, vague terms. terms. Very vague and broad terms. Right. It's like, well, it almost feels like oh, they can say like it. It the it all it uh it applies to basically whatever they want it to apply to or whatever. I don't know. It's the feel, but I maybe it's not. I don't know. It's it's like they're they're. They're all over the place. They're all over the place, but but it's by design because they're trying to protect their interests mm-hmm. and their and trying to appeal to their fan base. So it's like, I don't. know. Yeah, I understand. It's I it's, it's, 
those terms of servicings are so vague. And then they'll, you know, because you could basically, like, if you say, like, oh, you can't say anything offensive, what was offensive mean? It's a very subjective term. We could take that any way we yeah. want to, to suit our narrative, to suit, you know, get rid of people we don't like. It can be used as a very dangerous tool and very unfairly. And I, oh, God, it, you don't know how much annoys me with Hillary Clinton saying that Trump calling Nancy Pelosi crazy, Trump criticizing Nancy Pelosi is sexist. How is it sexist? You Just because you're, you're attacking somebody doesn't mean it's sexist. Just because you're attacking somebody doesn't mean you're attacking them because they're a woman. He never attacked her because of her gender. He never did that. There's no proof of that. You're just mind reading if you think that. Guess who else Trump has attacked? Jeb Bush, Marco Rubio, uh, John Kasich. Uh, I can name so many men he's attacked. The list is pretty long. It's pretty long. The list is pretty long. <laughs> and you could argue but, it's more brutal when he does it yeah. to men. I mean, I mean, look, so I, I, I mean, you could, the closest thing is like, you know, when, when there was a, when Trump said he was like, she was bleeding out of her, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Now, that, now that would be like, of course, like that would probably yeah. fall under that. But like you have to, but, but you have to, you have to make that disparity between you know just insulting somebody right or criticizing somebody and then a, a sexist comment exactly like, it doesn't because uh, you're not really making a whole because if it's like because if you because if you just say anything anything negative toward a woman is sexist then mm. that's that's not that's not really protection that's weaponizing that's right. like it's not yeah you're using it as a weapon really you're not really using like you're not using the term like it's supposed to be used like right it's supposed to because there's legitimate there's legitimate stuff out there that's said that shouldn't be said right but when you make these wild claims, it cheapens the rest of exactly. those other claims. Yeah, that's the depressing part. Is that now the left always does this when they, uh, you know, they always hurt real victims of crimes through their virtue signaling. For example, with Kavanaugh, yeah. they accuse him of being a gang rapist. And what do they do? They cause half the country now to be so suspicious of sexual assault claims and accusations that people that have actually been sexually assaulted are now have a less chance of being believed because they have devalued, you know, the idea of of accusations. They've devalued accusations. I think that's the simplest way to put it, is that they've devalued accusations now. Everybody's super suspicious that when mm -hmm. somebody does have a real accusation, there's a less likely chance they're going to be believed. And that's because of this virtue signaling, this smearing, this, you know, when you throw s these terms around so much, they lose value. It's just like the word racist. If you call Milo Yiannopoulos a racist, even though he's married to a black guy, he's Jewish, and is uh, extremely homosexual, you're going to devalue the term racism and people aren't going to believe it when you call somebody racist and then actual racists are going to get away with being racist. But, but this is, and, and I've, and I've said this before. I think I said this before on the, 
on the uncensored podcast. Yeah. But but I, I I say I say no one deserves to be believed, right? They deserve to be heard, right? Right. When you when you talk about complaints and whatever, they deserve to be heard and they deserve support from you know an individualistic perspective right? right like like let's get like 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 sexual assaults right they deserve to be heard right you hear them you hear their statement and and you run with it you know and try to gather as much information as you can right and if you have a case then run with it and then if you don't then run with that i get you know and then and then give whoever's making the complaint give them support because you know whether they're lying or not there's something there and they need support right so and that's a that's a reasonable of course got it but like this idea that people deserve to be believed that's crazy like there's too many liars in this world like (laughs) no one deserved to be that's why we have investigations right investigations are there to find the information find the objective truth and and make a case based on that well when i was sitting on the can i uh got distracted because uh i saw that there's a new extended scene from captain marvel it's going to be on the blu-ray dvd uh, digital media release of that scene that i know you complained about where she's going up to the, I think some sort of store and some guy on the bike says, you know, you should smile more or why don't you smile? But the extended scene shows her like grabbing his hand and like uh, using her powers, to, like bring him to his knees. And she takes the keys and goes, no smile, huh? Or something like that. And it was the article was titled like Brie Larson tackling toxic masculinity. I was like, oh boy. Unbelievable. Yeah. Just unbelievable. And what? So, so again, with these terms, like if you're going to, if you're going to bring these terms to life, like if you're just going to make up these terms, can you at least define them? Right. Can you at least do do me a favor? All right. Because there's people, there's, there's a whole lot of people out there that, that want, to understand like they will want to understand or not even understand but to just be supportive right you know mm-hmm. like you know you know we we're, we're both seeing people you know we want to be supportive of them whatever that whatever they want to do whatever they want to be and right. want to just understand and be more respectful of them of course but but you gotta let me know what the parameters are so that i could like yeah because i don't know like I don't know. Like it's like things. I don't know. Things get things get said too. Like and, and there's 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 not a whole lot of for. Um, I notice this too. Like there's not a whole lot of room for like redemption if somebody says something messed up. Right. Like especially like even not a lot of forgiveness. Like especially like especially if we don't even know if what we said was offensive or whatever you got uh, yeah if you and this is another thing if you're gonna 
if you're gonna say like like if somebody doesn't know like legitimately know mm-hmm. that whatever they said was offensive or rubbed rubbed you the wrong way or whatever let me know yeah. let me know yeah because i'm like i would love to be able like like hey all you have to do is tell me hey hey that's that's not cool yeah please don't say that around me again i'm like okay all right cool even 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 if i disagree with it i will i will respect your wishes because you know because well, be i nice. respect you because yeah. i because i respect the person but you know but if you just like if, if all of a sudden you just lash out at me and then like call me a sexist or whatever, I'm like, mm. how much how much positive do you think that's really gonna do? Mm-hmm. You know, and and I don't I, I don't believe that I don't believe that every person is a racist or sexist or whatever. I think the the every everybody in general. I mean, now don't get me wrong. There are racist sexes out there, but oh yeah, I, I think for the most part, people are just trying to, you know, kind of live their lives. You know, trying to pay bills, and yeah, whatever. They're trying to just get by in this giant mess we call life. You know, yeah. and so yeah, just if you if if something bothers you, help us figure it out. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I mean, most people don't even have time to be racist or sexist, like, and they don't even want to be. Most people are good people, so it's just a silly idea. Of this like racism in, in Trump's America, as they say, that racism is back, racism is on the rise. No, it isn't. There's just a few crazy people. There's like three people in the entire country that just crawl out a little bit and take a peek and say, "Oh, I'm here. I guess I can be a little bit more vocal now." And then they get quickly beaten back verbally and so you, you're back you, in their corner you run the risk you run the risk of you run the risk of criminal social criminalization mm. you know like where you you know you, I, I, and i use that term like because criminalization uh when you talk about criminalization you're talking about like if you put if you put people in jail for minor offenses you're housing them in with some really bad offenders. Right. How, how do you think that's, how do you think that's going to translate? Like, and the same, but same concept applies for the outside. Like the, like, like, you know, normal society. Like if you brand someone, if you brand someone who may have said a joke or may have said something that they didn't know was offensive, you brand them a hood wearing racist, like where where do you think that's going to end up? You think that's going to that's going to be positive? You think that's going to be like, "Oh, I'm not like uh, no. They're, they're probably going to if if you banish somebody or if you may or you outcast somebody to where they can't associate with the normal society, then they're gonna, then people are going to naturally associate with people that they're not that mm-hmm. are not normal yeah. you know because you can't talk people have people associate it's a way of communication is a human necessity like you have to be able to you know talk to people and interact with other people mm-hmm. so it's like if you if you banish somebody the only thing it's gonna do 
is caused an echo chamber. And and that's another thing. I like I I am big time against banning people for certain like offensive stuff or whatever. Yeah, same. Like totally removing people because you're creating an echo chamber. Yep, exactly. Uh, uh, like, where do you think they're going to go? Like, where do you think these these banned people are going to go? You think that they're just going to be like, oh, well, maybe I should change my ways. Well, maybe, maybe, or maybe <laughs> go the other direction. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you, you know, and and that's not, I, I, I mean, I really don't see, like, we know, we know this kind of stuff happens. That's the worst part about it. We know the consequences of of this kind of behavior, and yet we're still doing it anyway. Oh yeah. Well, speaking of that, uh, you know, in terms of offensive language and racism and banning people mm-hmm. and whatnot, mm-hmm. there's some Turning Point news happening. Kyle Kushav has stepped down from mm-hmm. Turning Point, but just a few days ago, he made this out of the blue random apology for some stuff that he supposedly said. And what it was, there are, uh, you know, a bunch of, I guess you could say Twitter users, some kind of news related people, uh, have started to dig up some allegations that he said the N word more than a dozen times in a Google doc study guide. And he called one of the athletes at the school, one of the black athletes, the N word and then jocks. So... Uh, like, I don't really know the context of him saying this stuff, but, like, you know, that's the other thing is that today, when you say something, if it's a mistake, if it's not a mistake, whatever your intent is, that stuff that you say on the internet is out there forever. Because what he specifically did was, he didn't say it's like in a private Google Docs study guide that was just his own. He said it in one that was shared. And so people found it out. And I bet there's a lot of people that are left wing that don't like him. You know, it was a bu- he's, he's made a bunch of enemies ever since he's become this pro-gun Parkland survivor figure on the right. So people are going to find dirt on you and use it against you for whatever reason. You know, specifically just to destroy your credibility or to um, take you out as a threat. So, I mean, if I was in Kyle's position, I'd be like, oh boy, you kind of... You did something really stupid there that now is coming to bite you in the you know, back. There's a lot of crazy people on the left, too. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's, I, I, like, if you're willing, like, look, in social media, right? If Mm -hmm. you're willing to dig up something that somebody said over two years ago, you're probably crazy. I'm (laughs) sorry. You know how many, you know how many, yeah, you're willing root through hundreds of tweets and scroll back until you get carpal tunnels <laughs> like, <laughs> like trying to find trying to find this magic tweet that somebody said years ago mm-hmm. like people can't like even like like people can't change or whatever right but if you can't, if you find, if you are that driven to find something that somebody said that long ago, you're probably crazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> you probably, you probably talk to somebody. <laughs> Who isn't crazy in your mind? Who's normal? Who's sane? Okay, so there's, 
there's different levels. So, oh, it's on a spectrum. Crazy is a spectrum. It is. It is a spectrum. Um, and there's, and there's good. There's good crazy, and there's bad crazy. And everybody has a little bit of you know. Everybody has, you know, their own individual quirks. You know, right? Like everybody has quirks. Like quirks are just something that are unique to them, or maybe, you know. It's like some people enjoy spending time with themselves or more than others. Some people are more social than others. Some people like to have sex more than others, right? You know, some people, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's just like your, your upbringing and whatever, you know, and the people you associate with make you who you are and whatever. As long as you're not, you know, committing crimes, hey, whatever. <laughs> whatever floats your boat, right? Right, right. But like crazy is like obsessing like obsessions are crazy like like that is like that's an obsession like if you're looking up somebody's twitter feed that's like an obsession right that is a serious obsession like i'm driven to find this person's like kevin hart like they when they Mm. found kevin hart's tweet from like years ago yeah like it's like come on yeah come on like like let's let's reel it in a little bit but these some of these people these people crazy crazy (laughs) all right come on now you're like i i don't like there there is like Yeah, I know what you mean. There is just, I mean, there. That's why we have statute of limitations. That's why we have those things, so that you know something that's so old, so ancient, something that's, you know, you, you know, you can't dig up and use against somebody because it's probably not true. You know, that's why those statute of limitations exist. Well, there's no statute of limitations on what you say. You know, so that there's a yeah. sort of societal acceptance that we can go back into the past and dig up something you said and use it against you now. And some of it is justified, see, but some of it um, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And um, I mean, just sometimes it's really unfair. It's really unfair when you can just, you know, say, like if somebody changes, let's say, if somebody lets us something that they made a mistake in the past, and then now they're not that person anymore and you're using that against them, that's not really fair. But if it's something that they still honestly believe, um, you know, it's a bit ridiculous that you can still use that against them. But sometimes, like I said, sometimes these people don't change. So I don't know what you do about it. Yeah. Like, I, like, I, um, I might get, I might get in some crap for saying this too. We're, 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 let's let's just keep rolling. Uh, I don't think that I don't think that the Lewis C.K. issue was that big of a deal. Sorry. I, uh, <laughs> do, do, first off, do do you know about the Lewis C.K.? I do. Okay. I don't think I don't think it's that big of an issue. So I think it's just weird more than anything. It, it's a weird. It absolutely is a weird proclivity. Like would I do it? Absolutely not. But, but, um, but if he if he does it, 
and he asks them for permission to do it. And they're like, oh, it's cool. And then, like, I, and this is back, like, years ago, too. Like, decades ago. Right. Like, I don't hold that against him. Well, has in, he... In any stretch of the imagination. He, has, he, has he stopped but, doing that stuff, though? I don't know. Like, I don't... <laughs> I don't follow him personally. Maybe <laughs> I, um, no, I, I, I would assume that maybe he does things differently now. I, I mean, and of course, you know, the look, and, and of course, you know, the workplace has changed the, you know, there are certain social norms that are there that weren't there in the eighties, nineties, whatever, you, you know, and, and of course, like now, I, I would assume if it happened now, like if he just did it la- like yesterday, then that ought, that would probably be a problem. But right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fault him for that. And, and it's like, and I, I, I honestly look if if the ladies were cool with it, I really don't care. Yeah, like, yeah they consent. <laughs> is like yeah and and it's like you know and nobody cares and honestly and and this whole thing like that's some virtue signaling too going after celebrities and like no stop you you don't care you really don't care like or maybe you if you care maybe that's one thing but the people that are going to like okay so lewis ck is probably one of the funniest comedians out here he is mm. like if I, I i listened there was there was one of his stand-up set that i listened to on youtube and it got leaked where he i guess he got in trouble for making fun of you know parkland survivors or whatever i look i listened to it and i was laughing it was funny it was it, funny the whole, the whole thing was funny and he is. He's my. He's probably. He's one of. He's one of my favorite comedians. And if he shows up, if he shows up anywhere near me or in Philly or whatever, I'm probably going to pay money to see him. Uh, I don't care if he said something or did something back in the '90s. Heck, I probably won't even care if he did something a couple months ago. Like, <laughs> I'm like, look, he's funny. I paid money to have a good time and he can provide that good time. And so I don't really care about all the rest of that. Donald Trump Jr., son of President Trump, who was also here at Penn State with Campus Clash a few weeks ago. It was a lovely event. Lots of fun. I love being there with Dick Terrafilm and all the other cool people that I know and love is now uh, come up in the rumor mill that Donald Trump Jr. wants to run for New York City mayor. That's the rumor, but we know that he will have a a book out at the end of the year about politics and the Trump White House. I'm definitely going to pick up a copy of that because I want to see what he has to say. He's a great speaker. He's probably a great writer, too. I always love hearing his input. He's a smart guy. I love his dad, of course, as you all know, any loyal listeners of the show. So I think the book should be interesting, but will he actually yeah. run for New York City mayor? What do you say, Phil? Um, 
Well, uh, let me start off by saying uh, that after seeing Donald Trump in person, Donald Trump Jr. in person, yeah, uh, the he's a very very smart, very well spoken, very uh, uh, seems seems nice, seems put together, um, but. Running for New York mayor, woo! I mean, I think that might be might be an interesting one there. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he could win? Does he have a chance? I mean, uh, no, no. not and, all. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that because he's not smart, or talented, right. or doesn't have the resources. He has all of those things, but New York City. It's quite liberal, isn't it? It is. It's about as liberal as it gets. Um, It's, yeah, I I just, I have no faith in New York City. That's the only problem. Like, I don't, it's not, it's not that I don't have, I I have complete faith in Donald Trump Jr. I don't have faith. I don't have faith in New York City. That's, that's my, that's my thing. Uh, Yeah. And they and they love to elect some really weird people. Like <laughs> they really love to elect weird people. I mean, look, De Blasio, he's about he's about terrible as it gets. Uh, Bloomberg, yeah, that's another weird. Um, yeah, the, the the whole thing. I mean, Giuliani. I mean, look, Giuliani was good, but it's like. New York's far, far removed since Giuliani, and yeah. Well, I think it's a very interesting idea because I think Donald Trump Jr. definitely sees a future in politics. I think he definitely wants to get more involved. Oh yeah, no, if he wants to get in politics, I am sure he could run for office anywhere else and be extremely successful at. Right, but, but. Yeah, New York. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know either because he has a lot of pluses going for him. Like I say, he's very smart, very good at marketing look, like his dad. He's got big name recognition. He, the Trumps already look, have an established brand in New York City. But, but. He's a guy. Yeah, he's a guy that can check off every block. Like every block that you look for in a, in a politician or, yeah, he checks off all of those blocks. But. Yeah, that that's even that's not going to cut it in New York City. Like, well, yeah, it's so liberal that I don't know if he yeah. could win. I really don't know. I'm, I mean, it is extremely liberal, and it's a yeah. city, but they did elect Giuliani. I know it's a long time ago, but yeah. who who knows? It could be possible because De Blasio is so. I think what uh, Junior might be looking at is that De Blasio is so bad, nobody likes him, that. If he comes up and the you know runs as a Republican, just his name recognition alone would bring out a bunch of Trump supporters, and all the Democrats would just stay at home and wouldn't vote. That's I think what he's looking at as the possibility is just he'd win on turnout alone. It's possible. It's a risky move. He could do yeah. it, but I don't know. You're talking about it's the home of mainstream media. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I, it's it's. Gosh, I'm like, 
I, and, I, and I'm sure he's pat, you know, and I'm sure he's like, he's passionate about New York City, you know, growing up around there and, you know, and, uh, I, you know, and I, I mean, yeah, if, I mean, for, for me, it's like, well, you, you, you support somebody that's going, going to be going after somebody that's that passionate about mm-hmm. that area. Totally respect that. But, I look, I look at what's there already, and I'm like, I don't know. Well, I, to I, give some more context on this, uh, in 1994 uh, to 2001 was when Giuliani was mayor. So he was mayor for eight years, from 94 to 2001. Right. And then Michael Bloomberg, who was a Republican, uh, yep. was. Uh, was mayor from 2002 to 2013. And I think he was Republican for half that ter- time. And then he was independent for part of it. And then de Blasio, who's a Democrat, has been the mayor for five years. So, And that's longer than I uh, ex- uh, realized that de Blasio's been there. But people hate him now. So I, it's possible it could go back to Republican. It's, it, it wasn't that well, long ago when it was. I mean... It's possible. It is but possible. I, I, I just, I, man, what a tall task. What a tall task for that one. Um, but, I mean, hey, I guess if anybody could do it, probably him. Well, that's the thing. Who else could run as a Republican and win other than a Trump? Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I mean... I just, uh, dude, I have no faith in New York City, though. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't. It's not like I, I could see it being, I could see it being some, a place where everybody, like you could hit all the right buttons and still lose embarrassingly. Right. And it's not your fault, and it wouldn't be his fault. It'd just be New York. It'd just be City. <laughs> yeah, it's a big uh, toss yeah. up. So it's the home of AOC, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's an interesting one, but we'll keep following it and keep people up to date on that because that's very interesting. And when his book does come out, I'm going to buy it and I will review it on air. I'll give all everyone a um, honest review of it, and uh, you know, just tell you all like if I recommend it or not because I think I would I would definitely think it's going to be an interesting read. So. We'll see what that book is like, and I would be interested to see what's called too. Because there has been no title release yet. But be, uh, yeah, I guess we'll go into some UK news right now because this stuff is kind of interesting. So right now it's election season in Britain, and Theresa May the other day has quit as the Conservative Party leader, which means that she'll be resigning as the Prime Minister on June seventh. Boris Johnson, my boy Boris, I love Boris Johnson who's friends with Trump, is a populist Brexiteer, uh, is the favorite now to be the prime minister and is the favorite to be the leader of the conservative party. I sure hope he gets it. Oh, that'd be awesome. <coughs> but oh, Boris... Yeah, I, I love him. He's, he's very entertaining. He's hilarious. I, I, he went on yeah. Top Gear twice. If this guy can go on Top Gear twice, he would have my vote if I was in Britain. I mean, this guy's hilarious. He is a ball... I just love him. Uh, and, you know, he, you can tell he's a normal down-to-earth guy. I just love him. 
but other in addition to that, the more local level at the MEP elections, Tommy Robinson, Sargon Avocado, a.k.a. Carl Benjamin, and Nigel Farage have all had milkshakes tossed at them over the past few weeks as they've been campaigning. It's been this big uh, epidemic of milkshakes being thrown at right-wing populist Brexiteers. Uh, Sargon is now pressing charges against the guy I did to him, but Burger King is very indirectly encouraging it, in my opinion. They say on Twitter, quote, Dear people of Scotland, we're selling milkshakes all weekend. Have fun. Love, BK. Hashtag just saying. Then they followed up with that by saying, in what I you know, see as an ironic voice and a sarcastic manner, quote, we never endorse violence or wasting our delicious milkshakes, so enjoy the weekend and please drink responsibly, people, unquote. Why is this being encouraged to milkshake people? Ricky Gervais is one of the few people who, who's on the left, arguably on the left, that came out and said, you know, I would slap anyone that did this, you know, you know, like basically like spanking a child. And it is very childish behavior. I mean, if you, you're not going to accomplish anything by doing this, you just make yourself look like an idiot and you make Sargon and Nigel look like the victims here and look better. It's just stupid. You're not engaging. You're not having a conversation. You're not being you know, constructive or productive in any way, just being a child. So I think everybody should stop throwing milkshakes at people. And, and if you want to protest, just protest properly. Don't assault people. Well, I mean, their milkshakes do bring all the boys to the yard, right? <laughs> yeah. Come on, you, could, you couldn't have a story like that without, you know, a corny joke like that. <laughs> yeah. it, just, it just didn't feel right to me. Well, that's um, why you're here. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that's my job. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't, I mean, really? <laughs> like milkshake? I yeah, why know. a milkshake? It just looked, looked, I looked at it and I'm like, that's like... I guess because it's messy, <laughs> yeah. you know, I guess because it's messy, but like, I don't want to, perfectly good waste of a milkshake. I know, it's like a warm That's summer day and you're just wasting yeah. your milkshake. Especially if it's like a good one, like, like I would, like, if it was a Sonic milkshake, I, there's no way. There's no way. Yeah, I would. No I way. would never. I would never throw a Sonic milkshake at somebody. They're too delicious. <laughs> um, that would no. Well, I what guess, would you? Yeah. Well, what, what, how do you think they should stop these milkshakers? Because it just keeps happening. And there was one uh, politician, I think from some Scandinavian country, that had a milkshake thrown at him, and then a few weeks, a few weeks later, he was shot and killed. How do we prevent this from escalating? Uh, well, I mean, I don't, I, I think it's going to escalate, uh, just because there's too many idiots in the world, but, um, I don't know. I'm like, it's, it's like, I think the only way, the only way you do it is to beat the heck out of the culprits. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm like. It's because there's nothing like, like you've seen it like over in England, right? There's no, that place is a mess. That place is a mess. Like, no, nobody, like the, are the, are the cops even doing anything over there? That's, no. that's what, like nobody's doing anything. Like, 
Like, you know, Tommy Robinson's getting assaulted and stuff. Like, nobody, the cops are just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Sounds, look, it looks quite lovely, yeah? No, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Because there's not, there's no motivation for these people to stop. And, you know, and they're, and whoever does it, it it's going to become an instant headline. Like, there's nothing, so of course other people are going to do it. Oh, yeah. And to be clear, none of us here are encouraging political violence. None of us want violence toward anyone. No, no. It's, uh, of course you know, not. we I, I don't think... want any of that. Why is it that this, the, the, it's always in this case, the left attacking people uh, that they disagree? If you don't see right wingers doing this, you don't see Trump supporters doing this. I'm telling you, crazy. Crazy. <laughs> We're going back to the original conversation. They're crazy, right? <laughs> a lot of these people are crazy. You, you talk about okay, um, going back like going back to social media, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't think that Alyssa Milano is crazy for saying the stuff that she does because it's calculated. She's trying to, you know, she's she's a a a, a faux uh, activist. She's a fake activist. Yeah. But she's trying to sell stuff. She's trying to sell stuff or whatever. Isn't she you the know? one that's doing the sex strike? Yeah. Yeah. That nobody's uh, going to do. Yeah. Nobody's going to do. Um, and like, but I don't blame her. I blame all her. All, I blame her idiot followers. Like that are like, you know what? She's right. <laughs> See, we should totally do a sex strike. Like, <laughs> like, get out of here! Get out of here! She's getting paid. Like, like these 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 liberals that are going on and stream media, they're getting paid to say that. Like, oh the yeah, follow, their followers on Twitter, they're they're being that stupid crazy for free. Like, yeah, I, those are the crazy ones. Like if somebody paid me a thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, an episode or a, a, a news cycle to say something, I I might say something. Like you know, yeah, kinda, that's, that 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 money's kind of hard to turn down. But like those people, the people that follow them, like you know what, Rachel Maddow's right. Trump is an evil person. <laughs> no, you're crazy. You're crazy. Stop. I know these people like that are that go out of their way to buy a milkshake and then throw it at people they disagree with. You you got to be insane to do that. And they were even selling outside some polling places free milkshakes for people. I'm like, you guys are not helping this. You are hurting uh, the country. You're sowing discord. You're sowing division. You always accuse the Trump is, you know, creating division. Nigel Farage is dividing us up by race. Uh, you know, they always do. You know, they pull this time where they're saying that the other side is dividing us. But they're the ones dividing people. They're the ones encouraging this violence. They're the ones that are promoting it. They're not helping it. Uh, obviously, the free milkshake stand doesn't in- directly encourage violence. But when you're standing outside a polling location, in the midst of all these milkshakes being thrown at um Brexiteers and right wingers, and you, you, you know, and some of these people aren't right wing. Like Sargon isn't technically right wing, but people that are pro free speech, they're pro uh, Britain, that are anti EU. 
and you're just in, you're, you're doing it in this context. You're selling these milkshakes. It's kind of obvious what you're basically trying to say. And that's not helping anyone. That's just making things worse. And it's really, really silly. But I'm glad, though, that Theresa May has finally stepped down. And Brexit will hopefully finally happen. Boris is promising it to happen in October, deal or no deal. So I, I just hope it happens finally. Because people vote on this. We're not doing another vote. I, I don't like this. Oh, let's just hold another vote. No, we already voted on it. People have already decided. You don't just do it over again because you don't like the results. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it's it's tough because again, I I don't like England is just one of those countries where I'm just like, you know, got a lot of got a lot of weird people. Just a lot of weirdos. Oh, I'll say. A lot of cool people, but a lot of weirdos too. It's, 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 there's definitely a, um, yeah. You, you you take the good with the bad for that. Yeah. No, I, I I like I I I think it'd be funny as heck if Boris Johnson caught in. I'd oh like, I, please, I, make it amazing. happen. It would be amazing to see how Trump would interact. Oh God, like, they love each other already. They love each other more now. Oh my God, be fun. Like, imagining imagining like Trump welcoming Boris Johnson. Yes. Like oh my. Like, yes. That's a, that's a that is a a meeting that people would probably pay to see. Like oh, I would. Like they they even look similar. They both had that blondish golden hair. They both have a similar personality. Like he's basically the Trump of Britain. Britain's Trump. Yeah. And oh my God, the U.S. and Britain would never be you know tighter ever than like this if it was Trump and Boris. Oh God, I I hope that happens so badly. It'd be just fun to watch. Penn State has a new controversy again. Imagine my shock. The controversy of this year uh, involves an Uber driver. A Penn State Beaver ISC professor with a side job as an Uber driver uh, in Pittsburgh was arrested because he supposedly kidnapped multiple women. What he was doing was that when they get into his Uber car, or quote-unquote Uber car, it wasn't really an Uber car, uh, that he would basically try to kidnap these women. One woman didn't use the app, gave the driver, that's his uh, Penn State professor, 10 bucks. And he started asking her about relationship status. And she got nervous and scared, but eventually got out of the car. So, God, what's with Penn State? <laughs> you know, it's like one year it's Sandusky. Next year it's the Beta Theta Pi frat kid dying. Now it's a PSU Uber driver kidnapping women. What's next? I mean, well, to be fair, it's Penn State Beaver. Yeah. Right? It's not technically main campus. I mean, it's not main campus. Uh, no, but, but, but seriously, this, like, you, that is so disheartening. Like, cause, cause you're talking about, like, I, I loathe it. Cause, cause, Cause there's already like bad, there's already bad. Um, I don't want to say there's like a, a, a squeak, uh, a not so squeaky reputation of professor. Like 
and mm-hmm. like like and the media portrays it like you know and and there's a lot of respectable professors here but there's a lot i mean you know like the media ha- like portrays some of them as like you know sleeping with the students and all that craziness right like and i'm like look this this is the kind of crazy stuff that really gives this place a bad name not like i mean not that the other stuff doesn't either but um but like it's it's terrible like why like but first off like how much do how much do these professors make like why a would, lot. Why would a why would a professor be an Uber driver? Like the first. Yeah. Well, like, this is like, why. To... Are you riddled with debt? And like, are you riddled with debt, or do you? Uh, or and if you're actively like, you really gonna use the Uber driver thing to just to you know try to cop a cheap feel or something like that, dude? Like, yeah. Get out of here! Like, no, this. This guy, if he's guilty, he should absolutely be fired, banned from teaching ever again. But yeah, um, but I, I it's just that angers like I like I that angers me because it's like you're taking advantage, like you're taking advantage of people, and yeah. like, and it's like, look, and they trust you, like these people, they're getting into. Uber. Like they're trusting you to be able to go from point A to point B and you're like taking the long way and asking them all sorts of awkward questions. And like, look, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, honestly, I feel bad. I I feel bad for a lot of these women. Like I do. I just like, like it's hard for a lot of these women to go anywhere without, without being put in a weird situation yeah absolute weirdness like well i won't go into details on this but i've had a few cases this week where my girlfriend has had some weird encounters with you know men on campus and this is during when you know there's not many people here on campus it's pretty much dead but and yet every week we've had a weird encounter of a guy that's trying to you know, get with her. And it's just, it's just, uh, it's so, I, 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 obviously from her perspective, it's going to be worse, but it's just so frustrating. It's just like, come on guys, you, you know, better just, just stop. Well, well they don't, but, uh, um, yeah, but the, the, or, or they don't care, but, um, yeah, they don't care. No. Uh, but, it, and it's like, and it screws it up. And it screws it up for everybody else. Right. Uh, but like, because like when you, you do something that weird to, to, to a woman, she's naturally going to have a hype, a, a hyper sense of caution. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to, her sense of caution is going to be jacked through the roof. Yeah. Um, and it messes up because like, like I'm a, I'm a cool person. And I, I just like, I like talking to people. <laughs> you and do. <laughs> I do. I could talk to, I could, I could start a conversation with a random stranger and I, I could have no problem with, it. but it's like, but there's like this sense of weirdness and it's, and it's justified because there's a whole lot of weirdos out there. Mm-hmm. A whole lot of weirdos. Like you, like, 
And of course, ID channel screws it. Up. <laughs> That's... No, but 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 the it's like you can't you and like the like like it like these 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 women just go through the minute they step out of their dorm room or their house or whatever. It's like you're being put in a bad situation. Yeah. Good lord. Can you can you not like can you actually handle yourself? I, yeah, I've noticed it's a lot of guys that they have terrible social skills that don't know how to interact with women, and it's guys that are super thirsty and desperate that they they, they just do irrational things. I mean, there's okay. Most, so most people, so most people, most people don't do this though. Well, most people naturally have, like, like okay, I, I I'll be fair in saying that most people don't have a clue on how to interact with women and then and it's a tough and it's tough because you're trying to be you're you're trying to be respectful but you're trying to be careful but right. you're trying to you know you're trying to you know not get carried away mm-hmm. you know you're trying to find that medium balance and because because there, there is because there's a natural there's a natural heightened sense of of caution but it's like, but it's like, I stop messing it up for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing just for me. Just, yeah. Just cause you can't handle your stuff. Okay. Don't, don't take it out on me. Yeah, I know. So, it's, it's always these people that, you know, make it look bad for the rest of us and they'll scare women away from guys or, you know, you get this idea that there's toxic masculinity or there's a rape culture and feminists will jump on these freak examples, these weirdos that are not most guys and just, you know, say, oh, this is what all men are like. It's like, no, that's not fair. Most guys, yeah, most guys, I mean, I don't think any man knows how to really interact with a woman 100% properly and perfectly. Like, it's just it's hard. We're different people. Men and women speak different languages. You know, it's, you know, there's, but you find that common ground, you find a place where you kind of gel with, you have a good chemistry and you go from there. So it is difficult. Somebody that was struggling to get women for as long as I could, as many of our listeners know, and as uh, Alex and you have uh, mocked me for rightfully. So, you know, it's, it's a challenge, but as long as you're nice, as long as you're respectful, you're not going to creep people out. You may, you know, be, you know, not stand out. You might, you know, get. I the- mean, so, so there, and there's, and of course there's a difference between being weird and then just. Creepy. And then just, well, I mean, even creepy, like this is like, like illegal yeah it's quite illegal like oh you're you're not supposed to do that as an uber driver yeah i know not supposed to do any of that it's called kidnapping yeah i mean i'm pretty sure kidnapping is against the law yeah kind of is yeah last time i checked my wikipedia page (laughs) what does the incel fellow think about all this I highly detest the situation. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I could do it that good. <laughs> you always do a good incel voice. 
Nayanto voice is good. I I I get to pass for me today. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate it. I, I just like like and again, and, and this is this screws it up for everybody. I, I, and talking about it, screwing it up for everybody else. Now, yeah, you know, now Penn State's going to have to be overly, you know, cautious too. And now they're probably going to have to do a whole bunch of remedial stuff. Like yeah, mandatory sexual harassment training, and you know, don't. I don't. Yeah, it's I, I I mean, I think society just needs to learn how to just 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 you know, obviously these people are freak examples like the super driver, but society needs to learn how to not be creepy with people cuz there's just I I don't know, there's there's just too many people I think sometimes to do it, but you know, it's just like have some common sense, have some decency and be nice to people. It's pretty simple, just be a good person. But there is one last story we need to talk about. Uh, it is. Absolutely. Bum, 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 bum. The Game of Thrones finale aired last Sunday. And both of us watched it. We've all been keeping up to date on this season, reviewing it. We have been mostly positive about it. The internet yeah. and half the fan base, not so much. Yeah. It's probably the most divisive Game of Thrones season ever. But I, I, I know I'm going to get some hate for this. I liked the finale. Uh, unlike most people, I liked it. It wrapped things up. It left some things ambiguous. It, you know, closed some doors. It, you know, and, you know, wrapped up some stories nicely. And it was a very fitting ending for a complicated show. I thought, number one, great acting by Peter Dinklage. This is probably his best acting this whole season. He nailed it. Uh, that, along with that scene... Uh, in the previous episode when he was uh, with Jamie one last time. But th that was that was a powerful scene. There were some great scenes here. When he was talking to Jon Snow. When he was talking to Daenerys. Like, all these scenes were just great uh, with him. Like Every moment he just owned it. That scene with the council. He was just A-game acting. The cinematography was beautiful. Very well done set pieces. The music was great. A lot of familiar themes came back that at appropriate times, like when the Starks were departing. Uh, and uh, to go into spoilers a bit more, so yeah, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Uh, John kills Daenerys. Expected. We kind of both predicted that. It was done correctly and well. And Iron Throne's destroyed, like we both kind of predicted. Not how exactly how I predicted. I figured it would have to be a dragon to do it, but the dragon just did it on its own, which was kind of cool. And then after that, Arya goes off and is now going to explore beyond Westeros, which I thought was pretty good. It leaves some of an ambiguous ending, something she'd probably do, and something that she'd hinted on doing before in previous seasons. And Jon Snow is an uh, outcast to the Night's Watch, which, again, I know what people are going to say. Jon Snow should be on the Iron Throne. Jon Snow should be the king. No. He shouldn't be, even though he has leadership qualities, even though he's a great person, even though he's moral, even though he's strong. He is in many ways a tragic hero because he doesn't want to be a leader. He doesn't want to be king. He's always denied the Iron Throne. He doesn't want it. He's seen what power has done to Daenerys. It corrupted her. 
If anybody's, you know, crapping on this finale and going, yeah. oh, it's disappointing. Oh, I don't like how this turned out. Just remember, this show is about one word, power. That is the theme of this show. The theme of this show is that power corrupts. And that is the choice. The Jon Snow makes the honorable choice of not taking the throne because he knows it will corrupt him. It corrupted Daenerys, who was considered this great, wonderful girl that was going to bring change. It can corrupt the most honorable, nicest, you know, well-intentioned people ever. So that's what they showed here. And then, so what they do is they have to pick a king. I mean, who's going to take it then? It, Daenerys doesn't have any other lineage left. It's just Don, John, and John doesn't have any children, so who's going to be king? So they pick uh, Bran, or Tyrion specifically picks Bran, which I thought was cool that Tyrion got to pick him. It's almost Tyrion's redemption for all the mistakes he's made uh, recently. For such a smart guy, he does make some mistakes. Uh, but, yeah. you know, that made a lot of sense because Bran being the three-eyed raven knows everything he knows the past present and future like any nobody else he's very wise he's emotionless which means he's going to make rational decisions rather than irrational decisions he can't have kids which means no more lineage no more family dynasties and he's young so he's going to live a long time so that all makes perfect sense. I don't know why people are disappointed. I don't know why people are freaking out. I really don't get it. I thought the last uh, bit was uh, also the part where Brienne writes Jamie's uh, little, she sort of like caps off his story in that book. I thought that was a beautifully powerful moment. I thought the ending with Jon Snow going out with the wildlings was a beautiful, simple moment that echoes back to the beginning of the show. I, I mean, I just don't, I mean, the season was a bit rushed, I will admit, but I, I, I don't know what I would do differently here. Like, plot-wise, I don't know what I would do differently. Well, I mean, I, I mean, it could have went... It could have went a million ways, and, like... And I, I think I, I think the majority of the, the internet just... They, they wanted to just be entertained... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they were looking at this whole thing from a complexity perspective. Right, and this is complex as it gets. Yeah, they're, they're like, ooh, dragons, ooh, fighting, nudity. All of that was great. Mm-hmm. And then they, but but it was like, no. I mean, I, I think you and I were watching the show just because, because of the complex storyline. Oh, 100%. It was layered. It was just layered in complexity, and I absolutely loved it. Me too. I love um, it. And um, maybe I, I felt like, I mean, I felt like uh, I didn't see the, I didn't see the, you know, John being, I didn't see it coming, you know, John being going to the Night's Watch. I didn't see that either. That surprised me. And the brand being uh, crowned king surprised me. I heard a couple rumors. I heard rumors I that too. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't completely. It's not like I didn't not see it coming, but like, it's like. But still, there I are people that are like, "Oh, there were no surprises, no twists, and no, there was two massive like yeah, twists, there... like." Who like most people did not predict Bran to be on the iron to be the king and in the There's not going to be that many. Like, look, when there's that many, when there's that much speculation. Yeah. Like, 
what kind of surprises were you expecting? Yeah, it becomes like, hard nobody, to surprise like, people. Like what? Were you, what was the Night King gonna regurgitate, re- regenerate itself? And yeah. Then become, like what? No, what? Get out of here! Like no, there's because there was constant. Like even the last week, there was like, oh, who's gonna take care of the Iron Throne? And there's these speculate all over YouTube and Twitter and all. There's all this like everybody, like from Tyrion to Jon Snow to Bran to Sansa to anybody like mm-hmm. everybody everybody was a potential you know a potential ruler and so it's like well i mean it's like oh well there was no surprises like no everybody was everybody was mentioned on social media so it's right. not like well, i don't know it, it's i didn't i wasn't i just i just was i wasn't I wasn't expecting the John Snow storyline, Snow storyline, to play out like it did. But like, well, I figured that the because the, they said it'd be a bittersweet ending, which seemed appropriate for the show. I thought he him just killing Daenerys would be enough to be bittersweet, but they made yeah. it a step further by he really he does you know he lives through it. He's not you know injured. He's still going to be alive, but. You know, he he really did the right thing and had to pay the ultimate price for it. And that's what John, that's his character. He does what's right no matter the cost. So it makes sense. Like, I mean, I don't, like when people are outraged, I'm like, this, like nothing here doesn't make, you know, is inconsistent with the show's logic. It makes perfect sense. Like this is how this show works. Not everyone gets a happy ending. You'd argue that Arya probably got the happiest ending or Sansa got the happiest ending by being, uh, crowned uh, king of the north or queen of the north, I should say. I'm used to hearing the king of the north. Yeah, but the queen of the north. I mean, that's a pretty good ending for her. Pretty yeah, good arc, very redemptive. But like, I mean, Jon Snow, you, you, like this is what he is. He's the guy that will, you know, do whatever it takes to do the right thing. And if it means that he's not going to be king, if it means he's going to be banished, he'll do it. And that's what he did. I mean, it kind of wasn't given a choice in some ways, but he was willing to be put in that situation. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it, it's not that, like, I don't, I liked it. Me too, I liked you it. you liked it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I guess, hey, we'll just have to take it and let everybody else say whatever they want i i mean i guess i guess if you want to be entertained that's one thing but yeah i don't know and and, and it's so great i always love watching i know i know i said this once before but i always love watching the 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 making of the episodes like or behind yeah. the episodes i really like watching cuz cuz you you could tell that so much so much thought and so much puzzle and complexity went into the went into each episode. Like I was they, disappointed they didn't have one for this episode. Yeah, well they well cuz they had a they had a uh a behind the season. Like they had a whole one. They had a whole behind the season one. Oh. Like not like 
that it was like a long one. It was more so about the whole season in general. Okay, I'll have to was. check that out yeah. then. Yeah. So. Yeah. And yeah, it's it was it's impressive. It's impressive how they they pull it off with with all like. I think it's incredible how they pull. Oh, all me the, too. Because you have so many, so many moving parts. Like oh so many, yeah. So many actors and actresses you're trying to keep happy and mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, trying to keep the CGI going and you know trying to make sure that the storyline has some sort of integrity to it and like yeah, there's there's so much that goes into it. Uh, that's like. Oh yeah, it's an impressive show. It really is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens with those spin-offs, but you know, I don't know how they can top this show. It's you know done so much and surprised people in so many ways that Yeah, spin-offs tend to not do so well too. Yeah, like, they tend to not be anywhere near as good. No, no, no. I mean look at you look at a lot of these like Fear of the Walking Dead and mm-hmm. Better Call Better yeah. Call Saul and you know, like there's just like spinoff shows. Just I don't. It's it's just not the same. Yeah, like, it's never the same. Yeah, and I always like. I always I, I I like it. It's a good show, and I and I always like. I always like the shows. Like, you know, the good shows always seem to have, like every character in the show having some good in them having some bad in them yeah they're complex like they're very complex yeah exactly like and that's what you look for i love that's one of the reasons why i like the sopranos it's like oh this it's like this crime mob mob and like all you have all of these guys yeah bad stuff and whatever but then they have this slice of good in them too like Mm. there's like there's like a little bit of complexity there i always I always like that. Breaking Bad, that's another one yeah. too. Like you have the bad, you know, the good and the bad and like and you see it all. I haven't seen the Sopranos, but I want to watch that soon. Yeah. Did it's you watch It's a little older too, so it's it's Oh it's, yeah. It's, it's, the longer you go without watching, it's tough cuz it's like it's like cuz all the technology out now. It's like, well, well, it was the first ma- like show that was really a darker, more anti-hero uh, series on TV that people took seriously, and yeah. it was a big deal yeah. at the time. But you know, when did you watch it? Did you watch when it was uh, airing? Uh no, I actually I uh, I was watching it. Uh, I started getting into it. Uh, I want to say, I want to say season four. Okay. Like I started actively getting into it in season four and then, and then I started watching it weekly after that. Well, try. Oh, wow. So you saw that finale when it aired. Yeah. The infamous cuts of black. Yeah. I, I like that. See, that's probably... That was probably one of my favorite finales. Really? Did it like, surprise yeah. you? Like how like, how much did it surprise you? Um not so much 
not so much that it really surprised me, but at the way that it ended, it like kept it in mystery, very similar to Breaking Bad. Like it's like there's definitely a sense of like mystery to it. Like, mm. like is Walt is Walter Wright really dead? And like, I think it's pretty confirmed he is. No, but 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 even Brian Cranston said in an interview, it's like, well, he kind of <laughs> left it open, right? Uh, and and that's what everybody like like I like like oh so did so did uh so did Tony get waxed or whatever and it's like well did he I don't know and then, and then you leave it guess you leave it out there for like people to kind of assume or guess or it. I, I, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool in that respect. I always thought, I mean, I'm, I don't know the show well, obviously, because I haven't seen it, but I have seen that ending. I always yeah. thought, the, and I think David Chase came out saying that it, Tony's not dead, but I thought the right. cut to black meant he got shot and he's dead so he doesn't see anything. You know, it's black, it's death. I always thought that's what it mm -hmm. meant, but I guess I'm wrong. But yeah, no, that's, that's exactly what they were going. They were going for leaving you guessing. Yeah. Like it's like a, like, and that's a that that's a cool ending. I like those cool endings. To be able to, you know, be left. I don't like. I don't like. I don't like the the if where everything happens and everybody's like happy. happily happy ever after. Yeah. Yeah, I th I always prefer bittersweet endings. Those to me are always the best yeah. because. You know, you want some happiness at the end. You want some good characters to be happy. You know, there still has to be, though, some tragedy. Some, something that had, because not everything ends cleanly in this world. Especially like a show like Game of Thrones where everything's so complex and there's so much, you know, death and destruction and power hungriness and ruthlessness. It's like, you, you, nothing's going to be neat and tidy. And this ending, I think, fit that perfectly. Yeah. I I I I agree. I agree with that one. Uh, now, so now, uh, now what's I the show know. to watch? We're, we're, <laughs> what's well? Let's see the. So so I think in July, the the new season of Orange Is the New Black mm. will be out on Netflix, and then. And then in August, the new season of Power mm -hmm. will be out too. I do like Power. That's a star. That's a, that's the one on Star. Mm -hmm. I like I like that one too. Um, and then in November, was it November? Rick and the new season of Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, coming out. I think, Watch, I think Watchmen comes out in the fall, too, and I think Westworld comes back. Did you watch Westworld? Yeah, I what, they, they did another season of Westworld. That's, I, wasn't, I wasn't too hot on that. I loved season I one of Westworld. Yeah. Season two was just so confusing. Yeah, season two was kind of like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, I, was, I, I wasn't two. high on it. I don't it. know. How are they going to do, do season three? That's... Yeah, That's I don't know where the story goes from here because, like, season one, you could have ended the story there, too. Season two kind of ends the story, too, so I don't know. Yeah, that's... I... 
I'll probably still watch it anyway. Just... Oh, me too. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more Real News.